Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still, reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky I'm sitting on the TV, mama I'm a, I'm a Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KIRP radio show. <laughs> we got a couple things going on in here, man. It's, it's wild. Uh, again, you know, welcome, everybody, to the show. You know, a beautiful show, another beautiful week. Definitely looking forward to uh, speaking some truth and talking about some things on the show that are somewhat controversial to a lot of individuals. Uh, there are some people who listen to this show um, to get fired up. There's also people who listen to the show to listen to nothing but the truth. And then there are people who listen to, you know, the show for to get the opinion of me and people, other folks who participate on the show. At any rate, I definitely want to welcome all newcomers and, you know, everybody who uh, show us a lot of love on this show and, and definitely uh, it's it's amazing to be able to have a show like this and to be able to talk about issues freely, you know, to be able to speak on things and, you know, uh, kind of share some light on how I view the world and how other folks view the world and giving pe- people a platform to be able to talk. So that's what we try to do. And uh, that's probably the most amazing thing about having this show. Uh, you know, having a platform where people can come on and they can talk for a long time and actually talk about things that they feel are important. Um, there's not a lot of radio shows that you can call into, whether it be uh, the blog talks or whether it be the XM radio or, or, you know, traditional radio. You know, there's not a lot of places where you can call and you can really speak your mind and 
say things how you really feel without being censored somehow. And, uh, you know, in thinking about that, that's kind of where the topic of tonight's show came from. You know, we want to talk about, we're going to talk about censorship. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take it from the sports angle, though. Um, there's a lot of censorship that's going on around the country. But, you know, we, I just want to talk about the sports angle of it. And if anything else comes out of it, that's cool. You know, it is what it is. But I'm talking about the NFL, uh, I was reading a story where, and, and shout out to all my people on the West Coast out there. I see you guys. You B.I.G. in my book. I really appreciate the support. Uh, L.A., I see you guys in the house. Uh, it looks like Washington State. I see you guys in the house. Appreciate the love. But uh, talking about the NFL, um, right now, the NFL has banned the word, the N-word, and uh, among other words that are on their list, among other derogatory uh, terms and, and curse words and, and things of that nature, but they've, they've, they've censored it on the field and they've agreed to, uh, they've agreed that they're going to find folks for using, you know, certain types of language uh, while they're on the playing field. Uh, and, and some folks have said that it's, using those terms and using that language is, is creating a, a bad workspace. You know, some folks say, I can't work in this atmosphere. I don't like it. It's, it's too aggressive for me. These words is crazy. A lot of going on out here, you know, and, and people say that they can't work in that environment. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, what seems to be a lot of people would agree. And, and I think so, you know, for what it's worth, it, it, folks don't like it, but I think that there's a, push for more homosexuality in all professional sports. I'm not just going to say the NFL. I definitely see what the NFL did, how they capitalized on having uh, what they consider the first openly gay uh, college player in the draft. Actually, I I see how they use this and how they turn it and how they market it even. You know, some of the commercials were were a little bit uh, controversial, some folks would say but leaning more to the homosexual side. But anyway, you know, I, I don't knock people for what they do. It is what it is. Even if I don't agree with you, even if I think it goes against the institution of my faith and the belief in my faith, I don't knock people for what they do because guess what? You got to deal with that, right? But when it comes in my world and things cross my path and it cross the viewing eyes of me and, the, and, and my ears, of course I'm going to talk about it. And see, that's one of the things about homosexuality that, People don't like when they support that thing. They don't like for you to talk about it. They don't like for you to bring it up. They don't like for you to make it controversial. They just want you to agree with it, close your mouth, and keep it moving. And we're not going to do that. So we're going to talk about that on the show as well. Uh, I had a listener hit me up. Uh, shout out to Archie. I got to give you I'm, – I'm, I'm Duran, I'm sorry. We're going to give you all producing credits for this show. Shout out to my brother from Wilson, NC. Uh, knew him growing up. Knew him for a long time. Still know him. Excuse me have known him for a long time. Let me correct that. Uh, Duran Harris, you definitely get all producing credits for this show. And uh, also, I'm going to have a guest on here in a few minutes, my brother Rocco, who also co-producing this show. He's going to come on and he's going to explain, uh, you know, how he feel about the issue and, and, and some of the things that's going on. As a matter of fact, let's bring that brother on right now. I want you, to guys, I want you guys to welcome to the show my brother, uh, Rocco Pesercio. Rocco, how you doing, brother? Good, good, Pudgy. Thank you for having me. Man, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I definitely appreciate what you do out here, even if it goes uh, 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 unappreciated uh, <laughs> on, a, on a large scale. There's a lot of things that you do. And I see you, brother. I'm just going to put it like that. I see you, and there's a lot of other people out there that see you as well. So, uh, you know, let's just get down to it. I'm not going to go to a commercial or anything. Uh, the NFL, what's going on in your eyes in the NFL right now? I think we have to put it in the broader context of uh, pro sports before we drill mm-hmm. down to the NFL and see what is really the purpose to a large degree of arena sports. And I'm not speaking from an ivory tower. I mean, you know, you know I have been an NFL fan. Now I consider myself uh, a former NFL fan. For, you know, wow. We'll so, so, you're not a, so you've renounced being an NFL fan now, huh? I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. And it's not not just because of what you mentioned for, uh, yeah, I made that decision before the draft this May when, uh, you know, the Rams uh, yeah, picked uh, Michael Sam in the seventh round, 
who is uh, you know openly homosexual. Um, I made my decision before that, but that just further illustrates what's going on in the context of society. And, and, and you know this, I think, uh, especially in, in what, what would you say, you know, the, the black subculture. Obviously, we got we've got serious problems with the family. We've got serious problems with men, with manhood, with men being responsible. And while I'm not going to put all the blame on arena sports, we, we can't be deceived and think it's by accident that there's so much time and effort devoted to just watching other people play sports. I, I got a quote from a guy named Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays. He, uh, he wrote in, in the 20s and, and uh, later than that, and he was considered, he's called to this day the father of public relations, the father of public relations. And he referred to the idea of how the elite would manipulate society. He called that the engineering of consent, the engineering wow. of consent. And I'm going to quote from a book he wrote back in 1928 called Propaganda. And this book is still in print. That shows you how influential it is. And this is what wow. Bernays said about how society is really manipulated by a few. And this is the quote. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our taste forms, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. Is that not mind-blowing? That is mind-blowing, especially when you said the book was written in stone. <laughs> wow. That, that, yeah, 1928. That's some, yeah, he, okay. Yep. Okay. Wow, that's some time ago. So so let's just put it like this. Let's just say uh, this was given, what's going on today was given to someone to write about saying, watch out, basically, right? In layman's well, terms. Well, it's the idea that when we see something, whether we're talking about hip-hop or, you know, we go off on, you uh, uh, you know, young guys wearing their you know, pants around their ankles and stuff. We tend to think, oh, you know, this is just some guys, you know, came up with this and then made a video or, you know, that they wrote a song and it got popular. And you don't realize when something gets really big, invariably, that's because people behind the scenes want to push that to manipulate Absolutely. society in a particular way. So when we talk about arena sports in general and the NFL in particular, What's happening to manhood again? You know the stats. Okay, you know the stats. It, it's, it's not just you know, the black community. It's not just blacks. But right now we look at illegitimacy rate. I think we, we, when we had spoken oh, two years ago, you told me back mm -hmm. then it was about 70% of black children are born illegitimate. That's right. Okay. So, that's real. so again, we got these huge social problems. And at the same time, you know, just to focus in on sports, can we say that there is time for men to devote themselves to, you know, watching arena sports? And I would say no. This idea, and it goes deeper than just, you know, consuming our time, there's natural, obviously, there's natural male aggression. You and I believe in the creator God of the universe. We believe in the Bible. We believe we were created in God's image. And God Absolutely. created two sexes, male and female. I don't know if Facebook has, says there's, I don't know, 45 or 62. There's just two sexes. You know, there's, no, there's no in between. So natural male aggression should be displayed and exhibited to protect mm -hmm. the family, to protect women, uh, to protect mm -hmm. children, and to care about your community. All the entire sports industry, and the NFL in particular, basically sucks and redirects that natural male aggression and pushes it into this realm, which at the end of the day is completely useless. I mean, in the triangle, you know what I'm about to say is true. You think when it comes around 
to the NCAA tournament. I mean, you see how fear, how emotional people get when they're, they're pulling for Duke, the Tar Heels, yeah. or the Wolfpack. And yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. love the fact that men in particular can be so easily manipulated to, to, to put their emotions into that, which means nothing while the family is going up in flames. Wow. That, uh, when, you, when you put it in that perspective, man, it, all, it almost, I mean, it's not, it's not even a laughing matter, brother. It's almost like it makes you feel guilty for following sports so closely. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's it, what I'm saying. I'm done. Like I said, I'm, I'm done, brother. I mean, I'm, I'm a single man, but I'm, I'm done. I cannot devote in good conscience. I can't put time into it. And obviously, every fan is different, but you know what I'm about to say is true. Another wicked manifestation in the NFL in particular is fantasy football. To the best of my knowledge, it started out with fantasy baseball, but now it, it's insane that you have, you not, people not only spend time watching games that ultimately mean nothing, but then they spend time creating a fake, a fake team. <laughs> and it just sucks more time to, you know, because they, want, they care about their fantasy team. I mean, some guys will be in one, two, three leagues. It's crazy. How could they devote that time to that in good conscience, especially if someone's a believer? How can they do that? Well, it, it, we, we make it that important. You know, we, we make all things. And, and here, you know, here's what I find. Um, I won't call it crazy, but it, it, it's definitely interesting how we find the time for, and I know a lot of women will attest to this when it comes to their men, but I might be, I might be writing a page out of, reading a page out of their book. But anyway, uh, we find the time for things that are most important to us. Uh, but in essence, those things usually don't matter in our lives. In, in bettering our or or even making our lives worse, but somehow they always find a, find a way to uh, be on the important and on the list of our most important things to do. Um, oh, you yeah. know, like with sports. And you know, as yeah. we sit as we sit back and we watch the family burn in flames, it, it, it's astonishing how much time we put into these things. And so you got to know, it, it's not. I don't. I don't believe Rocco. I don't believe that it's something that we do purposely. I think it's something that, like you said, is pushed by someone else. We know that the media has a large part in it. We know that, you know, society alone has to have it. I mean, for God's sakes, I coach, my kids play, you know, all sorts of things. And those things are healthy too. But I also find time for the professional sports and, and all the things that, that come with that. So it's amazing that we don't find the time for those other things in society that are important. You know, I'm not saying life should be boring. I'm not saying life should be totally devoted to, you know, the righteous cause and marching the march and fighting the fight, but it should be. You know, those are well, the things that should be high on our list of important things to do. Well, it's, I agree. I mean, and to clarify, I'm not making a blanket condemnation of sport activity. I'm, I'm saying watching, watching sports as a spectator. You work with children. Yeah, I think that, 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 that could be a very valuable thing. Uh, that's a mentoring opportunity. You're, you're able to teach them sportsmanship and certain values. That's completely different than sitting in front of the TV on Sunday for you know three, six, nine hours. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a completely different thing. And it goes back to the societal manipulation. When when the social control is when, when we have this engineering of consent, we have this manipulation and substitutionary manhood going on, what happens? The family's weakened, and what institution gains in power? The state. The state. You know, you, you think about welfare, aid to families with dependent children. They knew when they debated that back in the 60s, they said this is, some people that were honest said this is going to basically incentivize, this is going to create an incentive for women to have children out of wedlock. Sure. Now, we know that's the case, and they don't get rid of that. Why? Because the state is corrupt, and that's part of the agenda. It's the same thing with sports. You know, we only are manipulated if we let ourselves be manipulated. In other words, there's only so many hours in a day, and I get back again to the natural male aggression and protection. Uh, they, they've basically made it. I mean, we use that theological term, vicarious. I mean, we talk about the vicarious sacrifice of Lord Jesus. Uh-huh. He died as a substitute for all of us. We have this very destructive, vicarious, or substitutionary manhood where people are defining their manhood based upon their allegiance 
to professional or college teams. It's it's insane. Listen, let me let's rewind here for a second because I, I I got sure. a lot to. I think I have a lot to say and a lot of questions to ask you uh, in conversation because, you know, as I sit back and think about these topics, you know, my mind races like crazy. And then I start linking and I start Googling and reading and, and I get so consumed in some of the things that, you know, we talk about on a regular basis that my head starts to spin, you know. So I got a lot of questions in, and, and I say in conversation because this is not a Q&A at all. This is more of a conversation piece, but... Uh, when when we talk about things like this and we have folks listening who aren't, I, I won't say aren't up to speed, but maybe who don't care to the point that we care to talk about these topics uh, from this aspect anyway, what when they hear uh, agenda, when they hear words like agenda or they hear words like they, you know, Rocco, who are you referring to when it comes to uh, they're pushing an agenda or they are doing things against God or they are doing things to society? You know, who are they to you? Yeah, that's a great question. It's kind of like going back to Bernays in 1928 uh, when, again, he said, uh, those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes formed, or ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. So uh, I don't know these people, but I'm saying uh, <laughs> there's different code words. We, there's different phrases we could use to apply them. We could, we could call them uh, society's elite. We could call them the global elite. We could call them the power elite. I'd, I'd use the phrase the new world order. These are the people behind the scenes. What we tend to look at, you know, the visible people in D.C., and to a large degree, they're just puppets. I mean, they go in, you know, Democrat, Republican, you know the game they play. You know, heads mm-hmm. I win, tails you lose. Uh, yeah, it's just different. Yeah, I mean, you look at this race, not to get into politics, but you look at the race between Tillis and Hagen. If ever you see, I mean, what a false choice. No real difference uh, between them. So the real masters of people you never hear are behind the scenes. I'd say it's uh, the financial interest, people like Goldman Sachs, of the mm-hmm. multinational corporations, those are the people. I mean, you remember John Corzine, political illustration. John Corzine was a made man. He was a former Goldman Sachs CEO, chief executive officer. Uh, and then he became, he wanted to become New Jersey senator. I think at the time he spent the most money in the history of Senate races. He spent uh, $60 million of his own dollars or more to become senator, became Democratic senator. Then he became governor of New Jersey. Then he went back into finance. He led a company called MF Global. <laughs> MF yeah. Global, if you remember the story, they lost, they went under, and they they lost $1.3 billion, with a B, of their investors' money. Impressive. And $1.3 billion. And Corzine told the world, he told Congress, I don't know where the money went, and he didn't go to jail. Yeah. These are the people behind the scenes. I mean, the, these are some of the elite. These are the people. When someone could tell Congress that you don't know where $1.3 billion went, and you don't face any criminal civil charges, those are the puppet those are some of the puppet masters. These are the guys I'm talking about. It's amazing what folks get away with that the world has no clue of, Rocco. It's amazing. Yeah, but they, they keep and us fighting about Duke versus UNC. <laughs> but you you go into a bar and you know it's the truth. You know, we'll start talking about Corazon, we'll start talking about how the two party system is rigged and people look at us strange, but they'll say, Hey, do you know do you know who who Duke just you know who, who they got at high school? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, not, that's not an accident, man. That, that's by design. That's by design. They, they suck I, all I the time and energy. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's by accident, man. And, 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 you know, as human beings, you know, we're, we're just caught up in the mist. You know, it's, it's, it's just a part of who we are. It's a part of what we do. We become fans. We become advocates. And, and sometimes from those uh, very minute things. We we gain uh, adversaries as well, <laughs> which is oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, how many times? I, I mean, when, when I used to be an NFL fan, I mean, I, when I lived outside Philly, illustration you could probably re- relate to uh, as far as the allegiance. Yeah, I'd, I'd be wearing yeah my Giants colors, and I'd run into some Eagles fans that weren't friendly, and the yeah, I was twenty odd miles west of uh, the city, and they always had something to say. 
I mean, you know, we wouldn't get into a conversation about politics or, you know, the Bible or God. No, it would it would be, uh, I, I got to, uh, I don't like you because you're not an Eagles fan. <laughs> Straight up. That's how it goes. Hey, you already know how that is. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah, here's I'm something that I do when I, I was, yeah. sorry, it, here's something that I do every NBA playoffs. I'm a big NBA fan. I'm a big basketball fan. I won't even say NBA. I like basketball. And uh, every year, for the last few years at least, that my team, the Indiana Pacers, have made it uh, to a level worth talking about, you know, Eastern Championship, but mm-hmm. Eastern Conference champs. But anyway, every year I start talking about the top dog, be it Jordan, be it Kobe, you know, whoever, right? LeBron, whatever. And uh, I noticed, first of all, I do it purposely for the interaction. And, and folks don't even realize it. I, I do that for the interaction. And, and you know, we talk about it. And, and other things come out of it positive for me. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. So if, if I'm able to rather the feathers of uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of people, that are just on my online social media timelines and, 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 and Facebook friends list, you know, can you imagine what a government or what global elitists can do by putting millions and billions and trillions even of dollars out there to influence the agenda that they set? Um, of course. It's amazing the bait of that course. we catch, you know, the bait that we, that we, that we eat when, when folks throw it out there. And I think one of the things is, it's easy, and my wife and I were just talking about this too, it's easy for people to be able to discern for homosexual people when you love God's people. Like, we love God's people in this house. We, we love God's people. And Amen. this house being, being this world. And, and that's just what it is. We don't hate any of God's people, no matter what challenges they have, no matter what things they do. We love all God's people. Uh, for the shortcomings that they have, them, they will have to deal with God themselves. You know, we, I don't. I don't even go there with it. But what what I do try to teach my kids, and what I do understand, is is what right and wrong is, even from a human aspect. You know, forget the spiritual side for a sec. I won't, not forget it, but you know, not looking at the spiritual side for a sec, just from a human, just from a human understanding. And Folks don't want to understand that there are rights and wrongs today, Rocco. That's that's what we're seeing out here. And even if you no, have the ability absolutely. to discern and love people, they still don't want to accept when they're right and when they're wrong. They want you to they want you to accept their rights and their wrongs, and you to say, okay, you know, bring it on. I'm going to deal with it. That's just the way it's going to be. What are you no, seeing from pro sports and the embracement? of the homosexual lifestyle? It, it, it's a great question, and we back up. We see how the agenda has worked. They, it's kind of like the frog in the kettle. A lot of people are familiar with that illustration. If you take a frog and you try and throw him into a pot of boiling water, he's smart enough, he feels that he jumps out. You put him yeah. in a pot of cold water and slowly heat up, it's real comfortable, and he gets boiled to death. And he enjoys it. Right. He doesn't know what's going on. And that's kind of the way it's happened with us with pro sports. They continue to assault, uh, I won't even say traditional values, I'll say biblical values. They continue to assault the family, and they continue to ass- assault uh, biblical, you know, what is right between the sexes, sexual morality. Uh, you think about uh, a lot of aspects of this in the NFL, okay? Most NFL teams, there's a few exceptions, Giants and the Steelers, most of them have cheerleaders. Now, the way they're dressed, completely immodest and inappropriate, and they don't lead cheers. Okay, one thing an NFL cheerleader has never done is lead a cheer. It's impossible in an arena. So, but they still call them cheerleaders. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a way. But think about it. It, it. It's not innocent. This is a way to get young men, I mean, when children again, think, okay, it's all right to dress like that in public. And it's not. But but they try and make something that's a modest and a moral normal. You think about another way the NFL has has pushed immorality. I did a little research before it got on tonight to go back to when they start to let women into NFL locker rooms. When did that happen? 
first it started with the NFL. So we thank the NFL yeah. back in 1979. It became NFL policy in 85, but there had been uh, there had been a couple of lawsuits. I think someone threatened to sue the Buccaneers in the late 70s, and then someone did sue the 49ers, I think. But then in 85 became NFL policy. And then Major League Baseball pushed this agenda too because in 1977, uh, Time, which then owned, I don't know if they still do, own Sports Illustrated, they sued because a female reporter couldn't get into uh, the World Series locker room in 1977. They won that lawsuit, and that yeah, started the ball rolling. But think about how immoral that is that women are able to go into a locker room. That, that, that should have never changed. But again, the NFL, didn't, they didn't fight it. They rolled over. Now fast forward to Michael Sam. Okay? They not only, they not only ESPN not only makes this a media event where the guy is obviously mediocre drafted in the seventh round. He might not, as you probably well know, he might not even make the team. But they're mm-hmm. clearly pushing it, shoving it down our throats, and it's disgusting. Even someone like Stephen A. Smith, you probably know him. Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, you probably know this. He used to be the beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer for 76ers. Okay, then he went uh-huh. national with ESPN. Okay, good for Stephen A. Smith. But this guy is basically politically and socially, he's a neoliberal. I mean, he's pretty much a neoliberal. Even he was appalled by how the coverage was. Uh, uh, of this guy. Even he was appalled what happened with, with Michael Sam when this guy kissed his boyfriend on TV. And that, again, that this wasn't by accident. They wanted to promote that because they want to make what's perverse. They want to make that appear normal. And it's disgusting. So, in a lot of ways, I mean, they've been pushing sexual immorality in a lot of areas. We're, and and that, that's another, since we're on the NFL topic and what they're allowing and what they're pushing, we're going to get on that in just a second. 619-638-8559. You listen to the KRP Radio Show with your host, Pudgy, at NC Pudgy on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show on Twitter as well as the show. You can also catch us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash KRP Radio Show. And we're also on iTunes, folks. We're all over the place. Google us. You know, we're out there somewhere. Use Google for something useful like Listen to this show. Uh, hit number one if you got a comment. We'll try to get you guys in the queue to have a conversation with me and my special guest and co-producer of the evening, Rocco P. Um, <laughs> Rocco, let's go to a commercial, then we'll come back and grab a caller, and then we'll right. talk about uh, these other things here. Folks, you listen to the number one black conservative radio show in the land. Man, I ain't said that in a while, but it is what it is. Thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. We'll be right back after these messages. You.
Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jewel Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Tiffanyinc.com. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become a starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Wee! Wee, wee, wee! 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 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. To the KIRP radio show Greensboro, North Carolina Your weather for this week Monday, tomorrow Well today, let me start with today It's beautiful today 84 degrees, 86 high 60 degree low uh, Feels like 85, right? Humidity is low, 39% I mean today was a beautiful day I got me some rider time in on that Suzuki Monday, partly cloudy Thunderstorms all day in some spots 91 degree high 68 degree low on Tuesday, which is the day we start the Miller event, football skills and professional get-down camp and all the other words you want to throw in there with it, go to the MillerEvent.com. Check it out, folks, if you got kids out there who need to know the safe way to play sports. All right? We're teaching out here, folks. We're not going to send these kids out here not knowing how to play. We're going to teach them the safe way, and then we're going to teach them some advanced skills, and we're going to prepare them by getting them fit. So get them out in front of those TVs and get them out there into the camp. Check it out. The MillerEvent.com starts on Tuesday, folks, 5 p.m. through 8 p.m. We got to do it that late because it's just too hot to have these kids out there. So back to the weather. Tuesday, partly sunny, hot and humid, 93-degree high, 71-degree low. On Wednesday and Thursday, we have mostly cloudy and thunderstorms, 94 and 95-degree high, 72 and 71-degree low. You're rocking with the KRP Radio Show. This weather report was brought to you by none other then the good folks at Speedco in Hall River, North Carolina. Speedco is where you can get your truck service done the right way, the fast way, the proper way every time and get it done quick. Speedco.com, S-P-E-E-D-C-O.com. Check them out, folks. They do some good things out there for your diesel equipment. All right, back to the show. Let me, can we get the music cut, man? Got my man Rocco P on here with me, folks. You know, we're talking about the NFL and the censorship and the push for homosexuality and how they're banning the N-word and they're going to find people. And is it all a push? Is it all a fluke? You know, what's really going on? Rocco, let's take a call from the 323 area code. 
You're on the air with Pudgy and Rocco. Who's this? Am I on the air right now? You are on the air right now. My man Pudgy keeping it real out there in South Carolina. Always keeping it real out here in North Carolina and South Carolina, by the way. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Who am I speaking to? This is Honorable Veteran. I hit you up earlier today. I saw that on the thing, brother. I, I I normally have somebody managing the page. I do it a little bit, too, but I did see that. Shout out to you, Honorable Veteran. Thanks for your service, my brother. It was my duty, and I appreciate your thing. You know, I want to I wanna touch on what my man said first as far as engineering people's brains. They're very ahead, skilled at Machiavellian theories and enforcing these theories. If you ever read a book called The Prince by Machiavelli, it explains mm-hmm. a lot of what they're doing right now. And there's another book called As a Man Thinketh. It was written by James Allen. And it, there's a quote in there that says, Any particular train of thought persisted in, be it good or bad, cannot fail to produce its result on a character and therefore on circumstances. Wow. In this country, we have allowed the homosexuals so much power that right now it's almost going to be impossible to stop them. Anytime that a man decides that it's a good idea to display affection for another man on TV other than normal affection as would be expressed by two men, heterosexual men who are friends has a definite problem. To teach that to our youngsters as a normal thing to do and as a natural thing to do is unconscionable and it shouldn't be accepted under any circumstance. I watched the news on how the Presbyterian Church has adopted homosexuality as something that they can live with. Voted it in. They, voted it, uh, uh, voted it uh, okay for a pastor to make a choice to perform the marriage ceremony. Oh, it's such a, it's so, it's, you, you know, it's despicable any way you say it. I looked at yeah, chapter 18, verse 22. And if they feel so comfortable and confident in the fact that they're ordained and sanctioned by God to promote this, why not allow the homosexuals to stand up and read that particular verse in church in front of everyone? Because that's the law of God right there in Leviticus. It is in the book, the first five books of the Bible. It doesn't say until somebody decides it's a bad thing to do. It doesn't say until the homosexuals become so powerful that we can't stop them. It's in there. It is written, and it should be upheld by every person who considers himself a Christian. Well, well, what's the actual verse say? It says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, the, to yeah, put that in the context, what happened with that Presbyterian denomination, that was one denomination, it was Presbyterian Church USA, so that was a very theologically liberal denomination. So long ago, that denomination, uh, you know, they, they basically gave up their belief in, you know, the Bible being, you know, the rule of faith. So, I mean, they had abandoned anything that was really related to, to historic Christianity years ago. So when you realize that, I mean, the denomination was already gone. So it was horrible what they did. But, I mean, that they, they, they have rejected any, any personal belief in Christ and salvation and the gospel a very, very long time ago. It's only just a business organization for now. Man. That's what it boils down to. What's happened, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. During the turn of the century, a lot of churches had what we called uh, the fundamentalist modernist debate. The fundamentalist modernist debate and the modernists that you know basically be called, became theological liberals. They basically said, based upon a lot of reasons, especially German higher criticism of the Bible, they believed they rejected traditional orthodox belief that the Bible was a supernatural book inspired by the Holy Spirit given to men. So they started saying oh, the, the Bible is a book about God written by men. It wasn't inspired, it was just <laughs> another book. So when that happened you know, over 100 years ago, you had a huge divide that we're still experiencing in this country. New denominations start, but the older denominations, like what became the Presbyterian Church USA, 
they abandoned belief in the faith. You had uh, guys like Jay Gresham Machen at Princeton Theological Seminary. At one time, Princeton Theological Seminary in New Jersey was one of the most uh, yeah, uh, excellent yeah, uh, conservative Bible-believing seminaries in, in the nation. And uh, they got into this higher criticism, so then Machen just started a new school and new denomination. He started, I think, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, and I know he started uh-huh. Westminster Seminary. And this is what we're living through, that you know, the Christianity is so diversified, but obviously just because people name the name of Christ, that doesn't mean they know who Christ is as Lord and, Lord and Savior. You know, let, let me let would, me ask both you guys something real quick, though, since since I have two two uh, opinions on here. Now, should we? What should these professional sports outlets or businesses do uh, when there are homosexual individuals who uh, are capable and able to work that job? Let's say playing professional football. Uh, should they not be allowed? I just don't think it's a good idea, nor is it fair, to promote it to everyone. You know, we, we've gone over a period of maybe 40 or 50 years where homosexuality was considered sexual deviance. Sure. You know, and, from, and, and as, as they grew in power and they started going behind the scenes and becoming more powerful and manipulating things, and people's ideas, you know, through the... Uh, let, let, me, let me back up. Look at the old school magazines. Old school magazines had women on the front covers who were, you know, uh, they were normal women that you would see every day. Once the homosexuals took control of the magazine, they began telling women how they could appeal to men. <laughs> wow. Someone who has to go through all sorts of changes to look like a woman and to act like a woman who studies women to figure out how he can better imitate them, how can he go from that to telling them what they should be? That's like a third grader walking into, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a, 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 a first grader walking into his classroom trying to teach the teacher mathematics. He doesn't know enough about it to reasonably explain it. This is absolutely unreasonable and immoral. I'm so thankful that I did not watch that draft that day because had I watched this man kiss this guy in the mouth, I probably would have. But see, this 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 is these are things though that we see every day uh, now. You know, in this society in 2014, these are things that we see on a daily basis. So, how, how do we go forth? Uh, believing what we believe, loving folks like we love them. How do we go forth in a society that is in a society that, to me now, in my opinion, that is obviously uh, trying to level uh, homosexuality with uh, heterosexual heterosexuality? I guess that's that's what I'm trying to say. You know, how do we go forth in that? How do you go forth? Well, I, in that? I, I, I think that there's a couple of things. First, that there's you said before, you know, what should the NFL do? And that's a different question than what should we do as believers that want to be obedient to Scripture. As far as what the NFL should do, the the problem we have with homosexuality isn't just obviously. I mean, we know what the Scripture says. It's it's against nature. Romans one. It'll never be right. And society, because of political correctness, because of their perverse agenda, they don't want us saying that, that they want to stifle our voices, like you say, with speech, that they don't want that discussion. Uh, that's already happened in Canada, where in Canada, preachers could get arrested for preaching on certain of those passages. And that's what, you know, they want to basically eventually make that in the States. They won't say that, but that's the agenda. So they want to make speech criminal. So that's part of the problem. So the NFL has to be seen in the context as really the NFL is working to advance the power of the state over us. And yeah, that might sound radical, but you think about the beginning of an NFL game. Okay. Why do they have giant why do they have flags that cover the entire stadium? Why do they have jets going over? Because it's part of the mind control again and you know, the substitutionary, the vicarious manhood. They want to make people uh dependent and trusting in the state, really the government as God. 
and it's you know, it does work very well. They get people emotionally connected to a game that ultimately means nothing, and they get people emotionally connected, believing that the state will protect them, when obviously you know the the state is not there to protect us. That that that's an unfortunate reality. You see, I mean, you look at abortion. Uh, the state the state doesn't exist to protect us. So the NFL clearly has an agenda. What should they do with homosexuals? If you just wanted to take a simple tolerance position. When anyone would be drafted, okay, when anyone would be drafted uh, as, you know, who was homosexual, it wouldn't be an issue. It would just be so-and-so would be Michael Sam was drafted. The fact that they made center stage and gave it nonstop coverage shows that they have an agenda. So what the NFL should do is at very best you could say they could take a don't ask, don't tell policy. But if someone would openly say they're homosexual, again, for them to advocate it is perverse. Because think about it. It's it's already bad enough you have women in locker rooms. Now you're going to have homosexuals in locker rooms. You can't tell me. Now, for political correctness, the, the NFL players don't want to say what I'm about to say. But how many of them are going to feel comfortable w- with being uh, basically undressed in the locker rooms? So it, it's obviously perverse. Now, as believers, I would feel uncomfortable with a woman reporter in a locker room. Of course. I, I would be uncomfortable with that. Of course. Of course, that's right. what I'm saying. And the NFL, it's like I said before, but the NFL has done this methodically. That they made that a policy back in '85. That and that, that that's that's totally wrong. It's totally perverse. It shouldn't be tolerated. Now they openly are embracing and promoting homosexuality. It's all wrong. So I say, as believers, the best position again. Uh, you can debate Christian liberty. The best thing is to say, yeah, I have nothing to do with it because uh, they're, they're corrupt. I mean, they're pushing the police state. Uh, you think about the fact now, with few exceptions, maybe with the Green Bay Packers, they have TSA-style screening to get into NFL games. So you have to have someone molest you to get inside the stadium. That's all police state training. It has nothing to do with security. I mean, that's it's bad. I mean, the NFL is an institution. They are corrupt, and these these are a lot of the reasons why you know, I'm done. I mean, I am done. <laughs> Let me, let me ask something. I know you have other people who want to talk on the show, and I want to just make this one point before I leave. You know, this agenda is being, is being taught to the children. You can't teach sex education in school, but you can teach homosexual tolerance. <laughs> now, you have men who are dressing like women, who are pushing serious boundaries, ethical, moral, legal, you name it, it's out of control. But the main thing is the aim is at the children. So you will have a new generation of people fostering this agenda, promoting it, and ensuring by any means necessary that it is accomplished. Now, what happens when these transgender individuals decide that being recognized is not enough and they want the same right to enter a little girl's locker room as a woman? See, these are things no. that are going to happen down the line. Absolutely. This agenda Absolutely. is being set up, so it will happen. Yeah, the radical homosexual agenda, this is something they don't want to talk about, but they have, you research it, radical, not all homosexuals, the radical homosexuals want to eliminate any age of consent laws. There's no doubt what you're saying is true. Dude, that is despicable. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to finish listening to the show, you got another fan out here, brother. That's all I want to say. And I'm going I'm to make sure I tune in every every week, even if I don't have anything to say. You know, because I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks. I well, really uh, do. I thanks appreciate you. what you're doing. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you listening, brother, and, and spread the word. And, uh, you know, anytime you have something to say, you definitely have a platform here. This is This is what we offer. This is what we do. So, you know, I appreciate you calling. And uh, keep your head up out there, brother. No doubt. And I I want to say one more thing. Just because it's pushed on us does not mean that we have to accept it. All you have to do is pick up the book, As a Man Thinketh, and read that one line. Any particular train of thought persisted in cannot fail to produce its results on a character and therefore circumstances. Look at the characters and look at the circumstances. No, I I, I agree. That's why I've banned the NFL. (laughs) I will, too. Thanks a lot. You know, y'all have a good... Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to finish listening. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks, Honorable Vet. Let's go to a call out of the 336. You know, we're pushed for time. And I, before I bring that call on, I also wanted to say, Rocco, 
Uh, well, we got a few callers out of the 336. Uh, last three digits, 122. We'll get you on here in exactly one minute. Thanks for holding. Uh, I just wanted to say this, too, b- before we go on. I, uh, you know, I don't have problems with what people do in their own homes, in their on their own time, in their own lifestyles. I, I think, and, I, and it's, it's important that I say this because I don't want people to get it twisted, what we're talking about here tonight. We're not talking about a witch hunt, right? We're not talking about going out no. and condemning folks or, 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 no. or you know, not Absolutely. dealing with people or cutting people out of society or, no. you know, turning your back on God's no. folks. We're not, we're not, right. we're not talking about it, that. Never, we're talking about right. on a large scale uh, how entities use things that are very, very emotional and, and, and right. very, very controversial yeah. uh, for their own benefit to change society the way that they see fit. I think it's important that we right. realize that in, in all things that we face that. And, and Rocco, I also wanted to touch on, and, and I wanted to say, you know, with the whole N-word, it's amazing that they come up with this now having a tolerance for the N-word and bad words and derogatory terms. And, on, and, and on, in the same token, you know, they have this push for more acceptance for what everybody does. It's, it's amazing, the two, and I just don't buy it. I don't think that there's a real uh, care for or, or, or a real uh, understanding that some people don't like the use of the N-word on the football field. I really don't think they care about that. It's, it's been accepted for years. You know, it's not something that they've cared about. It's a word that's been used loosely. I don't like it anymore. Even if you might catch me saying it from time to time, you got to understand 30-plus years is something that I've used, but I'm trying to wean <laughs> off like a drug, like a bad drug, <laughs> because I don't appreciate it anymore. I'm serious. I mean, I, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to wean myself off this drug. But anyway, let's go to that uh, call out of the 336-122, uh, bringing you on the air now with Rocco and Pudgy. Who's this? This is Jason. What's going on, Pudgy? Hey, Jason. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, right, so, uh, you know, I'm, I listen about every week. And uh, everything y'all said tonight, both the calls you had on, I agree with you full-fledged. You know what I'm saying? I think that... You have to, if you don't like something, you don't deal with it. He summed up right. the point exactly. You know, you can't, the only way you can stop something is to is to starve it. If we don't like the NFL, you don't like what they're doing, stop watching it. Turn it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't like a lot of the things that are on cable programming. I turned my cable off a couple of years ago. I don't watch cable. My kids don't watch cable. You know, they, I, awesome. I, I control what they watch. That's my responsibility. They're my children. Awesome. So regardless of what, the world wants to portray and, and, and put on our kids, it's up to us as, as fathers, as parents, to train them in the right way. You have to be able to accept what other people do. You can't walk around with, you know, hating your heart and condemning people. You know, you have to, the, the world is what the world is. I don't, not, nothing we can do, it could really change it, I think. I think you have to just learn to live with it and do, and, and, and try to keep doing good and, and, and doing the right thing. So that's it. I just want to say God is great. It's all love. I appreciate it, Pudgy. Be easy, man. Man, you get a you get a major applause from me. I I appreciate that. God is great, and thanks for that comment. That that was big right there. Let me. Can we get him another round of applause right there? <laughs> Before you go, man, I I just want to say, and this is crazy because this is something that I've been talking about. We probably in this house, in my house at home, we probably watch. I'm going to say 10 to 15 hours a week of TV, right, at most. And and in large part, it's got to do with us being gone so much, but that's another story. And that's a good thing, by the way. We try to be outside as much as possible, teaching our kids other things. But we were even talking about getting rid of cable for that reason. I mean, you can't even – we watched sci-fi one night, coming in the house about 10 o'clock, turn the TV on, turn the sci-fi. You think sci-fi might be safe. Man, nope. two butt naked men, three <laughs> butt naked men in the shower with two naked women, in in some sort of, it, it's crazy, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. Like there's that's, there's no censorship anymore, there's no responsibility anymore. So, you know, when you saying that, by, man, right? Yeah, that's not by accident again. That's part of the program. It's, it's not. It's it's not by accident. Not at all. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to you for that, man. Thanks for thanks for dropping that on us, brother. Keep listening and, and sharing the word out there. Appreciate it now. So, 
Rocco, man, we push for time. I got two minutes. Give us some final thoughts on this thing. Uh, as believers, uh, again, you know, the guy kind of, one of the callers, the last caller kind of touched it. I'll quote Galatians 5, 13, 14. For your brethren have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. A lot of Christians get off on liberty, and they think, well, they have liberty or freedom to do whatever they want. That's not true. You're given liberty to serve others, to serve God and to serve others. So when you see liberty in that context, that the goal or motive is love for others, you have to be real careful what you're doing and how you do it. This idea, again, of Christian men pouring inordinate amounts of time into arena and spectator sports. It's a violation of liberty. I, I, I just don't see it as a, I, I just don't see how you could do it in good conscience in this society when society is so far removed, there's so much corruption. How could you, how could you sink that amount of time into something like that? I love it, man. Um, Rocco, we're going to come back and, uh, you know, we got to definitely do this again. I, I said, I was going to try to bring you on once a month. I just got to re- do a better job of reaching out to you myself. I don't, I don't like for people to reach out to folks that I consider my friends. I don't, I don't like my staffers to have to reach out to people <laughs> who I know personally. I'm, I'm not, my name ain't Jay-Z. I ain't, I ain't like that. So I, I like to reach out to folks myself. I don't need, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need other people reaching out for me. But uh, listen, man, shout out to my caller, Honorable Vet. Shout out to Jason. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, man. I appreciate the words that you guys came and dropped on us tonight, the knowledge that you dropped. Shout out to my man Rocco P, who always comes through and drops some knowledge on us. Rocco, let's bring you back when we start talking about transgender athletes uh, being in professional sports. Uh, right now, there's a push for non-gender birth. Can't wait to bring you on for that, non-gender birth. <laughs> there's a group of individuals out there, and we're going to talk about it on the show. I don't have the dates in front of me right now. Uh, there's a group out there that's pushing for non-gender birth they don't want gender identified. They don't want gender specified. They don't believe that there is a gender until that individual, that baby, decides what they want to be in this world. So we definitely got to talk about them nuts and uh, try to put that in perspective the best we can. You guys, remember, communication is the key. God is love. Love is God. There is only one. There is only one, folks. There is only one. No matter what you think about me, there is only one. I appreciate everybody for coming through. You are B.I.G. in my book. Check me out next week, same time, same place, man. And uh, we definitely do a B.I.G. for you guys. One love. Remember, check out the replay on KRPRadioShow.com. Tell your friends to check us out on Facebook, iTunes. We're all over the place. Twitter, Google us. Do whatever you got to do to find the show. I definitely appreciate you guys and the support you give. One love. We out of here. K.R.P. Radio! I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. 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 Biggie.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.